Welcome to University College's podcast, I Do Declare, the podcast that offers unique academic and experiential insights from the people who put the major in exploration. Welcome back to I Do Declare. Today we're joined by Alyssa Leslie Villasenor. She's the engagement and outreach coordinator for Montclair State's University Galleries. Welcome, Alyssa. Thanks for coming in. Thanks so much for having me, Adam. I'm so excited to be here. Definitely. And I know we worked some schedules here so that we could be here for this recording. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, always working those schedules. Right. <laughs> so let's get into it. Uh, considering our audience is exploring majors, it's always helpful to know our guests' educational background. So given that, what did you earn your degree in and what drew you to study those areas? Yeah, so I have my degree in creative writing mm -hmm. from Seton Hall University, and I was really drawn to the craft. I didn't get my degree to get a job. Okay. I My focus was really to understand the craft better and to become a better writer, mm -hmm. and I've been using those skills ever since, so I think in some way I was able to um, market myself using my degree, but mm -hmm. the intention had always been out of a desire to better understand the literary world mm -hmm. and the stories that I so admired. Bring us back a little bit further. When did you know that that's something you wanted to study? It sort of, it, it may have gripped you in some way. Yeah, so I think I had always been drawn to stories mm -hmm. as a child. And when I was younger, I had this vast dream to open a bakery slash cafe with live music and it had a bookstore and it was books that I sold um, and the bakery would also do like all these community events and it was a very ambitious dream for a 10 year old mm -hmm. I would say but it was just this desire again to put my voice out there um, in a way that could be received by others, the way I could relate to stories, even if I didn't have the same exact experience. Mm -hmm. So as I kind of went through elementary, middle school, and high school, I kept just feeling like this is what I want to learn more about. Um, I didn't really have a set career I had in mind. Mm -hmm. I just knew, like, I just want to write stories. Yeah. So interesting. And then given your position, which we'll get into shortly, uh, it sounds like both the dream and what you're doing now professionally for a living is about community building, big, bringing people together. Exactly. So it's nice when it works out that way, and I'm happy to say it has worked out that way for me. Absolutely. So considering your degree and your Seton Hall alum, what sort of students tended to gravitate to the degree that you pursued? What were some of the maybe backbone characteristics, that kind of thing? I think reminiscing on the students in my courses all were, again, storytellers in some way mm -hmm. or had this interest in how humans work and the internal psyche and how we connect with each other. Mm -hmm. So wanting to understand our interpersonal dynamics, kind of like psychologists in yeah. a sense, um, trying to break down society and the things that may hurt us and bring mm -hmm. us joy. So looking at the narrative from a number of different angles, interesting. So tell us about your current role. Uh, engagement and Outreach Coordinator in MSU's University Galleries. What do you love about it? What do you find challenging, maybe? So what I really love, um, going back to what we just said, is the ability to connect with the community mm -hmm. and to meet so many different groups on and off campus, uh, to learn more about these people and, again, their stories and what they're really driven to do 
and then finding ways to connect that to what we're doing in the gallery and overall in the university. Um, there's moments where I'm connecting with like an outside group and I may not be doing something directly related to it, mm-hmm. but I know I've worked with a faculty member who is. So being able to bridge those gaps and say, hey, I'm noticing some parallels. I think you two would really work well together. So that's one of the things I, I really enjoy. And sure. one of the moments I find really challenging is maintaining my energy and avoiding overextending myself. (laughs) A common pitfall, sure. (laughs) Yeah, I think I get so excited by all the possibilities and wanting to deliver so much uh, that I have to recognize I can't deliver so well and provide the great quality I want to if I'm overextending my energy. So just... Keeping that in mind, making sure I have these boundaries with myself. I think that's some great advice, regardless of major, regardless of career. Uh, We know ourselves. We want to do as much as we can, but saying no, and to your point directly, Alyssa, uh, making sure we have boundaries and sticking to them, that's that's a chore and that's a a responsibility. (laughs) Maybe that's one of those bullets on the job description, other duties as assigned. Yeah. It may fall in there. And we all have wish lists at work. Uh, what would be on your list and why? Um, I bet you have a few. <laughs> uh, I think my my biggest wish is the ability to to clone myself. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that before. <laughs> um, and to maybe just have more energy, as I was saying, because, yeah. again, I think it's this desire to just do all of these things um, that I'm just frustrated that like I am a human (laughs) with the restraints of being a human Mm -hmm. so I think if I could clone myself (laughs) Um, but also I wish that I had yeah I think this is a little redundant but just more time Mm -hmm. uh, to spend with the groups that come in so we have a number of classes and groups that visit Mm -hmm. and I would love to um just have more moments to engage, and I think I do a good job doing so. But just having like more time to interact with sure. all the visitors who come in, because sometimes I'm just rushing hmm. through one meeting to the next, and I wish I had more opportunities to learn. Your point is well taken. You've done so much work to bring in these groups and get the events going, the exhibitions. That um, why not be there to enjoy it and you know interact, as you said. Uh, with those who are enjoying the gallery itself. Yeah, I can appreciate that. I think, too, you know, given our time and those sort of things, I know you mentioned some classes mm-hmm. uh, have come in. Uh, can you tell us what sort of classes have come in so far and maybe what some of the, the feedback might have been? Yeah, so our class visits for this semester beginning next week, which I'm very excited about. Here we about. go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a number of um, intro to visual arts classes that come in every semester, but We'll also be bringing in writing and poetry classes, Mm. um, religion classes. We have an Italian class coming in with a focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion Mm -hmm. explored through the artworks. In the past, we've had middle school and high schoolers come in and um, children's groups. So it's really a variety. And I think it's surprising the courses that will come in and the the connections we can make to these disciplines. Mm. Um, My colleague and I always joke that we want to connect with every discipline on campus, and we're still finding a way to do that with uh, maybe accounting or some of the finance groups. But I think there's possibilities. I think that's fantastic to, as we spoke earlier, to sort of turn uh, some of the dynamic on its head. And if you would tell us a little bit more about uh, 
making sure that the gallery is, uh, of course, it's open to everyone, and, and that's what we're trying to do, but also these areas that might not feel a connection to the gallery and what you're doing to sort of bridge that. Yeah, um, I think being an accessible space is really important Mm -hmm. to the gallery and making sure that the community we're in feels that they are actually welcomed. Um, So we are piloting a program called Art on Your Terms. That's what you said. Yeah. Art on Your Terms, people. (laughs) Listen up. Um, And this program invites uh, people who have limited engagement with cultural institutions, be that galleries, museums, performance spaces, and so on. And looking through the exhibitions in the gallery and making notes of how they experience it, what they're feeling, just kind of noting the barriers of access that Mm -hmm. we may not recognize. And we'll also be paying um, the participants above minimum wage to recognize the emotional labor and time that they've taken to really join our program. So let me just pop in here. So students will be paid to review and sort of provide feedback on artwork. Yep. I mean, can we come up with a better win-win situation? (laughs) And especially with groups, again, like you said, uh, that might not be – they might not have the gallery on their radar – uh, but given the opportunity that you're really, I mean, it's, it seems revolutionary. Yeah, so this um, program originated um, through a conversation my curator had with an artist looking at social practices. Mm-hmm. And we were really inspired by the research that came of that. And we wanted to bring it to Montclair, especially as our population is so diverse. And we're at this intersection of so many communities. So we're piloting this uh, this semester, and we're yeah. hoping it will expand and open it to even greater communities. And on. that's art on, go ahead. Art on your terms. Art on your terms. Well, the title really does sum it up. <laughs> yeah. So we've got art on your terms. You've got classes coming in, and I know the pilot program is uh, coming up shortly. Are there other ideas that maybe are on the horizon for the gallery going forward? Well, I know we have a time limit, Adams. <laughs> but um, next week we'll be hosting a virtual training on LGBTQ healthcare with mm-hmm. Callen Lord, which is a community healthcare center in New York. This event is in collaboration with University Health Center and co-sponsored by the Office for Health Promotion and the Office for Social Justice and Diversity. And because our artist ha- is looking at different spaces, which includes the healthcare setting, we found it fitting to offer insights as to how healthcare providers can be better trained in LGBTQ uh, populations and practices. And I should say, too, I want to recognize that you haven't been at Montclair State University all that long. How long have you been here? So I've been here for a little over a year okay. and in this role since May. Okay. So I have to say, having been at Montclair State for a number of years, uh, your ability to to really galvanize and bring in different parties from across campus and get them into the gallery to to get that exposure, that's impressive. Thank you. Yeah, collaboration is, uh, as we both know, it's time-consuming, but the fruits of it are really what we're looking for. Yeah, and I've been met with so much excitement from the other groups that I'll speak with mm-hmm. that it almost seems impossible not to collaborate on projects. Mm. And uh, that's another thing I really love about my role is that it just invites collaboration. Uh, I just really appreciate that from the community and the university. Yeah, you're sort of reinvigorating, reinventing rather how all of this goes through. Awesome. Totally awesome. Thank you.
So looking forward again at our audience, university, college students, pre-major students, those who haven't declared just yet, knowing what you know now, what advice would you give yourself as a, say, freshman, sophomore? I would tell myself um, to not be afraid of being more involved. Mm-hmm. I think as a freshman and sophomore, I was so nervous to join clubs and student organizations because I felt like maybe I didn't belong there or I don't know what I can contribute. Mm -hmm. Um, And the answer is you don't need an answer. You don't need to know that yet. The point of being part of all these groups and finding community for yourself is to get that answer, is Mm -hmm. to realize that. So I think I would tell my freshman or sophomore self to just get out there. Go to that event that you're curious about. Go to that group that you're not sure you can really contribute to because there is a possibility there. And from what I've learned now is people want to collaborate. People want to work together and build something together. And I think you can be a part of that. Mm, Absolutely wonderful. And I think, you know, having come out of COVID, I think some of us are still starved for human connection for collaboration, and that meets it really well. And I think, too, given what you said in terms of uh, students, you know, recommendations, yeah, getting out of, you know, sometimes we'll use the phrase, nothing grows in a comfort zone. So getting out and getting to the events, trying not to be intimidated by Mm -hmm. them, it just gets easier and easier the more events you go to. Exactly. Just taking that first step, even that shifting of the mindset is the first step, really. And from then on, as you said, it only gets easier. Absolutely. Revolutionary ideas. <laughs> very, very cool stuff here. Alyssa, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you, Adam, for this conversation. It's been such a pleasure, and I can't wait to see what emerges of our partnership with University College. Thank you.